From We Are For Good Studios, this is Fundraising is Funny. I'm Lynn Wester. And I'm Clay Buck. Every week, you can join us to share laughs and shocking case studies as we unpack the most ridiculous situations that happen within our sector. Because sometimes we just have to laugh at ourselves in order to learn. Laughter through tears is my favorite emotion. (laughs) This is the podcast, and we're your people. We've got you, friends. We've got snacks, too. Because here's the thing. We believe in the power of generosity to change the world. And something tells us you do, too. At the root of each of these stories is a serious ethical question, a system or a structure or a person that allowed it to happen, or an outdated practice that is just ready for disruption. Now, don't worry. All the names here have been changed to protect the innocent. But the stories we share are 100% real life in the world of nonprofit fundraising. Because, come on. Fundraising is funny. Okay, let's go. Hey, Lynn, it's Clay Buck with Fundraising is Funny. Uh, just calling and leave you a voicemail. Just to, wanted to check in. Uh, hope you're doing well. Hope you had a great weekend. Um, I just wanted to check in. I sent you an email uh, about the event in um, July of 24, and um, I didn't hear back from you, so I shot you a quick text. Um, so I just wanted to see if you got that or the Slack um, and hoping we, that we can talk soon. I'm free on Tuesday at 1, Thursday at 4, and and next Monday at uh, 12, if you just want to Slack or text or, or shoot me an email back or whatever, um, I'll look forward to talking to you. If you. And I don't hear from you in, um, if I don't hear from you by tomorrow, I'll call your mom and check in with her and have her pass on a voicemail to you. Thanks. Have you ever, got, have you ever gotten that voicemail? I feel like I have some of those voicemails think, right now. I think half of our listeners just oh tuned God. out. I, they, they all just had a trauma like bond. Like just, Shannon, my my concierge, is probably like rocking back and forth in her chair right now. <laughs> but like and somebody then, is taking a silkwood shower and crying. Right? Like <laughs> if that voicemail has never hit you, it they have popped up on your teams <gasps> unexpectedly or people who FaceTime you out of nowhere or the worst, they just show up in your shared office space. Like, hi, hi, this is my favorite. Hi, Clay. And you're pretending. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're in one of those places where, you know, your back is to the hi, central. Clay, hi. hi, yeah. Uh-huh. Did you get my email? Yes. I had sent it two minutes ago. Yes, I got it. Yeah. It's a, it's about, it's about, um, um the vice president's going to need something in, in, um, in September. Understood. Thank you. But it's April now. I'll take care of it. Well, I know, but I could we talk about the email I sent? Yes. Schedule time with me. But Clay, I'm here now. I we could just knock it out right here. I understand. Did you not read the passive aggressive sign on my <laughs> the door? back of your chair? On the back of my door. That's a different episode. Listen into that one. But <laughs> I will tell you, Clay, as a person who I work best via email or text, but short super short yes i've learned that the hard way it's okay i don't need the feelings i don't need the how you durin how your mom are durin how your family durin i don't need all <laughs> Who that was that community that was, that was oh a, yeah totally. 80s or 90s yeah. yeah but all this to say is we make the urgent out of the least important thing in the world and there's always that one person in your office who's like i mean literally that voicemail caused a little bit of trauma trigger for me yeah trauma trigger that's a new phrase I'm going to coin. Yeah. And I, now in where many of us 
and, and the importance of are going into hybrid and virtual environments right? and remote and and this like whole expectation that I'd be available all the time. Now, and of course, you're in my voicemail and I'm going, Lois, I don't actually listen to my voicemails. Like what I do with my voicemails when they show up on my phone is I wait for them to transcribe. Yes. Into text. Yes. And if they're longer than like, say, an inch big on my yes. phone, I'm like, oh, swipe, delete. I, you know what? I want to hear from, <laughs> from people on fundraisingisfunny.com. Oh. I want to hear from people. One, do you actually leave voicemails anymore? Especially if no. you know, if you know you're calling a mobile phone. Do no. you leave? A, no, I want to hear from others. Oh. Do you leave a voicemail? And number one, who, number two, I want to hear if you actually listen to voicemail. I want to know what your longest voicemail currently on your phone is. Oh. And, um, you know, some companies have eliminated voicemail altogether. Places like Coca-Cola, IBM. Do you know some places have eliminated, like, email on Fridays or oh, so, yeah. stuff like that? Oh, yeah. Like, boundaries here, people. <sighs> but And what cracks me up is when something's super urgent at a nonprofit, no communication happens. And then when something is like next year and a half, they're well, like, oh, my God, 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 oh, my God. And so it's just so interesting to me, this whole communication chain or maybe. And, and you know, Clay, I will say that I have done a communications exercise uh -huh. um, that was really helpful. OK, tell me. So I had two departments that were really clashing. Blang, 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 blang. Like, you uh -huh. know, I haven't watched Game of Thrones, but I think it was like that. Like winter uh -huh. was coming and all those other phrases. And there were battle axes drawn and yes. there was, you know, passive aggressive candy eating and all kinds of other stuff going on in the office between the two teams. <laughs> and so what I found out, though. Yes. Not only was it a failure to communicate, it was a failure to understand the communication preferences of the team members. So the two teams that were clashing, one was composed of mostly extroverts, uh -huh. people who enjoyed being in person, uh -huh. people who enjoyed having face-to-face -face conversations and meetings. Uh -huh. And advancement services. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, I was going to say, and prospect research. And advancement services department who were mostly in their own world, were mostly introverted, enjoyed emails, so they had a record of everything someone requested or did. And the two departments were just a clash, a clash, a clash, a clash, a clash. A. And so... Oh, my God. From Greece. Clash, a clash, a clash, a clash, a clash. I don't know. Um, I was just playing along to make you feel good. <laughs> See? Inclusive leadership, it's me. And so I came... <laughs> To both groups. And I said, <sighs> neither of you are wrong. You right. just are not, A, having any grace for each other, and B, not understanding who each other are as people. And so somewhere in the middle is the solution. Like, I, I feel like sometimes at organizations, not only as a consultant, but as a donor relations professional, um, my polygotness, my, I'm the great translator, right? Mm -hmm. And so what I found out is that, so we did a exercise where we went through and said, you receive a communication. How do you respond? Every answer is legitimate and acceptable. Is not responding in an answer? No, no. Well, it is. Every answer is legitimate and acceptable during the exercise. During the exercise. During the exercise. <laughs> Ghosting people is never acceptable at work. Yes, Clay. Even those people you don't want to respond to. But. But Lack of communication is a communication, sir. 
But no response is also a, a response. A lack of communication is a communication. No response is a response. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying means, that flippantly, but it is also it, true. It means I don't give a hoot about you. It means I don't give a hoot about you. It also might mean I didn't see it. It could mean that. It could also mean I have no home training. Oh, wait, sorry. My judgment just flew in the door. Here's what I think. Okay, so can we go back to the exercise and then I'll tell you what I think? Yes, Or please. should I tell you what I think and then go to the exercise? I don't know. I got lost in the choices. Right. You didn't. Could you do me a favor? Could you create a poll and send it out via email? A doodle poll. There's and then, nothing uh, worse than a, a doodle, doodle poll. When people send me a doodle poll, I just, I don't respond. You know what I've started doing? And I know you're telling a story, but I'm interjecting. Um, what I've started doing when people send a doodle poll, this is so terrible. I send them my Calendly link. Okay. <laughs> That's evil. And I don't use Calendly because I, you're going to, you and I, this is where you and I differ. I think Calendly is rude. That's why I have a Shannon. She is my Calendly. Yes. Now I understand that not everybody has a Shannon. Yes. Um, but Calendly. Well, and not everybody has a good Shannon too. Well, that's true. There's Calendly puts the onus on scheduling with you, the, the person who needs you. And yes. for me, I don't want my paying clients now. Yes. Internal. I don't want my paying clients not to have good customer service. Sure. So that's why I have a shame. Sure. Sure. But let's come back to Calendly, but finish your, sure. your, yeah. The other problem with Calendly is it's egalitarian <laughs> and Shannon is not. Oh. So, <laughs> Shannon, meaning, we love you. Shannon knows. Shannon has saved me more times than I can count. Right. Shannon knows. Oh, that's a very important read expensive client um and if they need time they're going to get a priority over somebody who's like i just want to pick lynn's brain (sighs) see if i have a calendly someone who just wants to pick my brain (laughs) can end up blocking three hours (laughs) away from a paying client so that also is difficult for me so i'm just giving you my rationale i I just think it's rude yes Let's go back to the two departments that yes. we're trying to communicate and yes. we're failing. They failed to understand. So when we went through the exercise of communication preference, yes, the extroverts love to communicate in person first and on the phone second. That was their strong communication preference. Okay. And when I talked to the other department, my department of introverts, uh-huh. they wanted email first Text or direct messaging second. Uh huh. And in person and on the phone was like 74 <laughs> out of 74. <laughs> right. Like completed the race, not, not just finisher, you know, like you didn't get a place, finisher. And so, therefore, it's not what they were saying, it's how the channel. It's like when someone sends me a direct mail solicitation. Sure. Rejected. Sure. Rejected just because you didn't listen. It's like, Clay, when someone misspells your name. Oh, done. Rejected. Done. No. So these two departments couldn't come together because they weren't communicating across the same channel. (laughs) I have a communication for you, Clay. Would you like it in text, email, voicemail, in person, or face-to-face, or over Microsoft Teams or Slack? But I need to tell you it right now. It's important. Um. Your urgency is not mine. No, but it's about to be your urgency. Believe me, you'll want to be urgent about this. But I'm being serious. Yes, but we need a snack. Oh. See, I knew I could get through to you. Didn't matter the channel. We needed some snacks. We need a snack. Um, so we're going to take a break. What are good time-sensitive snacks? Like, what's it? Yeah, anyway, we'll come up with that. I'll house a kind bar. Now or laters. 
Uh, <laughs> that's punny. That's not time sensitive. But it was good. You can't have an hour and later and then try to have a meeting because you'll be like. That's true. That's not time sensitive. Oh, that was a snack and a half. Oh, man. Wow. I mean, I got it in voicemail, email. I snack upside the head. Upside your head. But, you know. Snack upside your head. Snack upside your head. Oh, Lord. We were just talking about not understanding communication styles. Okay. So communication is the communication, the responsibility of the communicator or the receiver. So it depends on who, what you want. As I say so eloquently. So I love Adam Grant. You know, I yes. love Adam Grant, yes. Yes, author yes, yes, of yes. Give and Take, yes. um, author of yes. um, Think uh, Again. Like, I just, yes. I'm obsessed. Yes. He and I once exchanged emails. And it's a whole nother. <gasps> oh. So exciting. Okay. And he says. Yes. Your inbox yes. is full of other people's priorities. Yeah, I love that phrase. Yes. Love it. Yes. Now. If you want something, if the sender wants something from the receiver, to me, it's the sender's responsibility to adapt to the receiver. Yes. If the receive, if this, if so, Clay, if I, this is where Calendly comes in for me. Yes. If I want to pick your brain, it's a worst <sighs> phrase. There's nothing I hate more. Than people who want to pick my brain because there's not much up there and it rattles around. A lot. Can I just interject just really quickly, just a real great piece of advice on that? Mm -hmm. um, because it comes from the great philosopher and thinker and writer uh, and uh, encourager, uh, Pit Bull. <laughs> and what does the bull, Mr. Pitt, say? <laughs> Ask for advice. Ask for money and get, get advice. advice. Ask, Ask for, for advice. advice. Get, get money, money twice. Right. People love to be Poetic. asked for advice. I Poetic. I, I get that email or text, whatever. Can I pick your brain? No. No. Could I ask you for, for some advice, advice? Yes. about this, this, and this? Yes. <laughs> well, of course. You well, want my advice? Well, oh, well. I feel so flattered. And <laughs> Excuse yes, me. Of let course. me get on my advice giving shirt. Absolutely. Here is <laughs> my Calendly link. Right. Or, hey, Shannon will help you find a time when I can yes, help you. Exactly. Precisely. So but it's it all about the approach. humility as well. And vulnerability. But doesn't all good communication require humility and vulnerability? Unless, yes. Unless the recipients just piss you off that day and you just, no, don't do that, people. It's a career-limiting move. Yeah. Um, all this to say, so your question is valid. Is the communication on the sender or the receiver? Yes. So for me, it's always on the sender as much as possible. Yes. Because I'm the one popping up now. I tend to work with a lot of very hierarchical organizations. Yes. Also has to do with hierarchy. So I'll give you a trick I learned a long time ago. Tell me. About communication and having difficult communication with somebody who may outrank you in an organization. It's not the military, but it's close. Yeah. Yeah. Go to them. Go to them. Yeah. So in this example of our extroverts and our introverts, yes. our extroverts wanted things from the introverts. Yes. Our introverts were like, could you stop bothering me? <laughs> the extroverts yeah. should adapt their style to the introverts if they want something from them. Yes. They're of equal stature in the organization. And that's the other thing is not thinking that you're better than someone else. The other thing I've noticed is some people like a one-on-one -on -one discussion rather than a meeting, right? Again, it's the idea that we need to be as flexible as possible. Now, 
if I have someone that I deem untrustworthy, yes, I do a lot of things in writing with them. I am a big believer on the CYA. Yeah. All that to say is that communications, we adapt. Sometimes I have to adapt my communication to the person above me or a client, right? Like maybe I think in Word and they think in PowerPoint. Oh, have I I've told you about my the organization that I'm working with that um, the team that I work with thinks in Excel, but the VP thinks in Word. Oh, okay. So we cannot send an Excel report to the VP. So we have to do every report twice. That's fun, isn't it? Well, but once but it, we started works. Do, once we started doing that, we started getting results mm-hmm. and we started getting resp- response response. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yes. So again, <sighs> all this is what we really need to be thoughtful about is the recipient. Yes. Sometimes more for so than ourselves. And that's not easy to do some days. We also need to be respectful that what is urgent to someone yes. may be important to someone else, but not at all on, on someone else's radar until it is reprioritized. Um, now, at the risk of like opening doors to things, can can we talk about our different styles in communication? Oh yeah. That we've acknowledged. Oh yeah. I am the I'm a sandwich communicator. Give me something good. Give me something good. No. Give me something bad and then close it off with something good. And that is how I communicate. I have learned over time that you do not need that. I don't, I mean, oh, I want a sandwich always, but not a not <laughs> a not a platitude and then a criticism and then a platitude. Because well, that's how I see it in my brain. And I, <laughs> and I know what you're doing. You're trying to fool me into softening the feedback. And I think, Clay, the reason that I'm not as open to the sandwich method. Uh-huh. And we should do a whole podcast on the sandwich method. We should do a yeah. whole sandwich podcast. Um, yeah. Uh, is that and the <laughs> like, reason I'm not. You guys, op- I'm sorry. I have to tell you this. No. That Lynn just gestured at me to make a note about the sandwich podcast. Which is it's what, direct communication. And look what he's doing right no, now. Precisely. He exactly. knows what he needs to do. All this to say is that direct communication works for me. And it doesn't work for everyone. And I have to adapt. So why don't people have to adapt to the directness? Why is it, you know, like, why is it always one way and not the other? Yeah. Um, and and I, I will tell a story during the sandwich podcast about that my whole life. And so, you know, sometimes sandwiching isn't delivered well because it comes across as artifice. Because it comes across as artifice. And I, I do not want me, I don't need a fake sandwich. I want a real sandwich. Yeah. Hey, Clay, hope you had a great weekend. <laughs> we need to do blah, blah, blah. That's like all I need. So all this to say our punchline. Punch because we started with, <laughs> we started with. Did the, you get my email? The email with the text, with the Slack, yeah. with the blah, 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 blah. First of all, respect the people you're communicating with. Correct. Um, once you've sent one communication, give them a reasonable amount of time to Correct. respond. And a reasonable amount of time varies by the channel. I'm going to be very honest about that. So for me, a reasonable amount of time for a text is different than a reasonable amount of time for an email. They have different senses of urgency for me. I had this conversation with a dear friend of mine who is much younger, um, but who who said to me, I'm sorry, you should reply to a text within an hour or two. I, to yep. which I said, I'm sorry, I will reply to the text when I damn well so feel like it. So that's my friend Angie. She is not tied to her phone, but those no. of us that live via text or I do WhatsApp because that's our... I do WhatsApp too, right? yeah. What? Yeah. Oh my God, I've got to be on WhatsApp with you now. Okay, but here's the thing. 97% of texts are open within three minutes of receipt. Isn't sure. that crazy? Sure. But 
for me, like my sense of urgency goes with my sense of communication. Some people look at their inbox as a to-do. Some people look at it as a fire escape. Some people have 12,000 unopened emails, but we won't talk about that at all. Some of us can't go to bed until we have zero red dots on our phone at night. I don't understand this. I completely understand my OCD. (laughs) All this to say is we need to have grace for everyone. 24,744. I just don't think that that's a problem. But anyway. um, I have zero. I managed... 12 different inboxes. And that's another thing. Four different inboxes. You don't know what What somebody's got going on. You just don't. So the punchline here is though, that one of the great, one of the kindness and patience, but one of the easiest things you can do if you don't feel like you're being heard by someone or you don't feel, or if you're having feelings and you don't know what's going on and your communication isn't going, isn't going well. Yeah. Go ask them, Hey, what's your preferred communication method, Clay? See, yes. How would you like to chat? How would you rather? I, How would you rather? And then work on adapting. You may not have to change everything, but work no. on adapting. So for example, yeah. and also saying to someone, hey, I'm going to be doing this. So if I don't get back to you, I want to let you know why. Or, you know, if you got somebody close to you and they just FaceTime you out of nowhere, and you might also be on a webinar with 2000 people. Pointing at my partner here. I was going to say, why are you holding you, my hand? You and can hang me up like... on them and then send them a text and say, on webinar with 2,000 people, sorry, friend, and not have them get truly upset at you because they wanted to tell you about the new snack they found at Terribles that day. But it wasn't urgent, but you take a FaceTime as the end of the world because when your parents FaceTime you, it might be the end of the world. Uh, it, was a good, it was a good snack, though. It, I know it was a good snack, but I was like, but also, I'm in front of 2,000 people. How do I do FaceTime <laughs> as well? And if I could have figured it out to not hurt your feelings, I would have done it. I know you would have. And I didn't just hang up. I sent you a message saying why I couldn't. You did. You did. You did. But who FaceTimes people out of nowhere? I people do. in airports. I don't I only FaceTime friends. I only FaceTime close people friends. People in airport lounges. It, oh God, people. Okay, that's or all grocery whole shopping. Other thing. Could I add to your punchline? Sure, line? you can always add. If you are messaging somebody internally and, and be, with a sense of urgency, mm-hmm. explain it. Yeah, explain why it's urgent. Don't come at me or anybody with right? Did you get, did you get? Put at the top of the email. Understand you're busy. There is some urgency to this. Or urgent from VP. Correct. Right. That gets attention. But also remember, some people don't have their email open all day either. Some people don't have their email open all day. Or on their phones, their personal phones. They don't have their work email. They set good boundaries. Imagine that. And if it's really, 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 really that urgent, why is it coming across via email? Why didn't it come up up in the meeting or the plan or something? Do something else. Yeah. But no. all this is filled no. with grace and filled with laughter because <laughs> literally this this podcast came out of and voicemail and email. Uh, and I was like, all for something that there was nobody like my mom says, somebody better be bleeding or dying, you know, and nobody's <laughs> on fire and the world is OK. And here's the other thing about fundraising and it being funny. Uh huh Nothing's that urgent. We don't save a lot like we're not doing brains, you know, like we're. we're we're not saving an, a dying animal. We're not, like, we're fundraising. I'm just going to leave this final thought on this topic because this also applies to our external conversation. Mm. If you're messaging a donor on December 31st <laughs> about their gift renewal. Yeah, no. And you're putting urgent in the subject line of oh, the God. email. And you have already solicited them. Oh. You have already done all the things oh, you're supposed to do. You. And they have not responded. Oh, yeah. 
that last minute urgent email on December 31st that your VP is making you send uh, is not going to make that donor make that gift. And it might gift. do the opposite. It might just do the opposite. It might do the opposite. All right, then. So send us your thoughts on this. Fundraisingisfunny.com. Send us your favorite. And we are literally telling you to go to fundraisingisfunny.com and message us that way. The first person that tries to schedule a meeting with me on my Calendly to tell me their funny story, I'll probably take it and laugh anyway. And the first person who tells me to buy Calendly, I will laugh. So they have a free version. Oh, well, that's not happening either because I have Shannon and she's a nurse. <laughs> so uh, we, take care we yourselves, so enjoy everybody. you guys. Thank you. Communicate with Grace. We love you. 